0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. The miraculous catch of fish in today's gospel was repeated by Jesus for emphasis. We recall from Evensong the Friday after Easter how the risen Christ appeared to certain apostles by the Sea of Galilee and once more told the fishermen to give it another go with similar results. By the first miracle, Peter was called to ministry. By the second miracle, Peter was restored to ministry. The initial version of the miracle began with Jesus preaching to the multitudes, using Peter's boat as a kind of pulpit. Jesus sat rather than stood. Sitting in a boat a little distance from the land gave him the best angle to address the crowd. When he finished... Jesus turned to Peter and spoke. One gets the sense that the command to resume fishing was a practical application of what Jesus had just said. Perhaps a sermon touched on the need to hear the word of God and do it. Perhaps Jesus spoke about how Moses obeyed the command to walk toward the Red Sea before the sea actually began split, or how Joshua obeyed the command to walk around Jericho the specified number of times before the walls fell. The sermon being ended, we can imagine the people, including Peter, thinking, what a fine preacher this rabbi is. Now let's go get some brunch and enjoy the afternoon. We know that Peter was doubly anxious for that leisure, having, quote, toiled all the night and taken nothing. If you've ever finished a graveyard shift by hosing down the dirty mats or mopping a filthy floor, you know how sweet the anticipated rest will be. But Jesus required of Peter activity, not rest. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for catch. Take the nets that you've just cleaned and make them dirty again. Take the wet clothes that you just removed and put them on again. Take your tired arms and resume rowing. Obedience is often inconvenient, and obedience often doesn't make sense. Obedience often requires us to do the exact opposite of what we would do. Jesus said to the rich young ruler, sell all you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. That also didn't make sense. His family had worked hard to accumulate that wealth, and he was the steward of it. Besides, didn't Jesus know all the good and charitable works he was doing with that money? Just walk away, just like that? The rich young ruler heard the word of God and didn't do it. There was no miracle, no famous story of a new saint. He went away, quote, sorrowful because he was very rich. However, Peter took the command as the word of God. He said, I don't want to do this, and it doesn't make any sense, but because you say so, I will launch out and fish again. The result was a miracle in a new vocation. Sometimes it's hard to understand exactly what God wants us to do. More often, though, it's not so hard to understand, it's just hard to do. The commandments are relatively straightforward. Thou shalt do this, and thou shalt not do that. Above all, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. This is not hard to understand, But sometimes it is hard to actually love the particular neighbor who's standing in front of us at that particular moment. We naturally doubt and disobey. We know what God's word says. We just don't always want to do it. And we have a good reason. I can't do that now, but I'll do it later. My situation is different. We can't expect people in the 21st century to do what the Bible said in the first. I mean, come on, be realistic. So we save ourselves the toil of launching out into the deep again, but we also fail to realize the miraculous catch. This is the dilemma of faith and doubt. We say, Where is God's presence and provision? God says, why won't you do what I say? At the root of every area of life in which we feel that God is absent, there is some measure of doubt and disobedience. As St. Matthew said of Jesus' ministry in his hometown of Nazareth, quote, he did not do many mighty works there, because of their unbelief. The simple childlike pattern of responding to God's word with faith and obedience can get lost over time in the Christian life. Our love can grow a little bit cold. We can begin to make compromises. We give in to temptation and get stuck in habits of disobedience. Our patterns of thinking come to be formed by the world rather than by the Word of God. It happened to Peter. Full of desire to die with Jesus, Peter instead ended up denying three times that he even knew him. We can sympathize with Peter on Monday, Thursday, as he ran away weeping. He must have wondered, how the heck did that happen? The intentions were so good. We can sympathize because we also have been blindsided by temptation, fear, and doubt in the heat of the moment, in the midst of the trial. Faith that has never had a moment of failure has never been tried. Our faith can never become strong until we realize how weak it really is. Fortunately, there was a second miracle and a second call to ministry. The risen Christ appeared to the cowering band that decided that perhaps fishing and not apostleship was their true calling. The risen Christ told them to let down the nets again and to remind them that they were to be fishers of men and not mere fishermen. The risen Christ restored Peter and entrusted Peter with his own sheep. The second miracle teaches us that though we may stumble, God does not abandon those he has called to faith. The second miracle teaches us that faith is not so much about our faith as it is about God's faithfulness. Our faith may wax and wane, but God is always faithful. God will call us again and ask us to obey again. Launch out in the deep. And let down your nets for a catch. And though we are tired, though the commandment doesn't make sense, though we don't want to, nevertheless we will launch out and fish again. We have learned what it means to remain on the shore, rested, but with empty nets. We have learned with Peter that faith may be hard, but faithlessness and distance from God are unbearable. As Jesus said, quote, Blessed are they who hear the word of God and do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.